Thank you for tuning in to the Educational Leadership Podcast. We are meeting with educational leaders from around the great state of Texas. Hear their stories and gain insights into educational leadership. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining the Educational Leadership Podcast. We have another very special guest. We have Chad Green, school board member for for McKinney ISD. But before we get into this conversation, want to introduce our co-host, Corinne French. Thanks, Gary. Hi, Chad. Welcome. Congratulations Thanks, on your new, newly elected position. I heard you just got sworn in two days ago. I did. Congratulations. Two days ago, Chad. Two days ago. So now you're on the school board. What now? Tell, tell us a little bit about your background before we, get, before we jump in here. Well, I've been in education a little over 20 years. Um, I was mainly involved in technology. And then uh, I started working for measurement companies like CTB McGraw-Hill, NWEA, and so forth. And uh, then a friend down in El Paso talked me into getting on his STEM advisory board, and that turned into Five Star Innovation. So I actually run that organization now. Uh, We're a nonprofit, and we work, we're the third largest robotics and coding competition in the world. Um, We have a little over 2,500 students participate in the El Paso area. This next year, we've got five events in, in Texas, <coughs> and we'll have one event in Florida, and we have an event going on this summer in, in Europe, and hopefully one in Africa as well. But, um, you know, my goal is to use robotics and coding to get the kids reengaged into education here. Um, you know, we're a B-rated district, so I want us to get back to an A-rated district is my first responsibility. And then I want to drive internships and scholarships for our kids. And that means if I can expose them, get them interested in STEM activities and STEM career paths, that's what I want to do. That seems to be what's here in the Frisco McKinney area. So I, I definitely want to open those opportunities up to them. That's awesome. It sounds like it's very applicable to once they finish school and they, they get into the workforce, they, they bring a skill set that's uh, it's valuable now. I mean, it's been valuable for a while now, and it's just going to continue to expand, especially with data and, and the internet and digital and all that stuff. Um, Corinne, were you, you going to ask a question? I was, yes. So I'm always interested. I've served about 10 years. This is my 10th year serving on my local district. And as a new board member, there's such a difference. I think the community sees our role in one way. Um, we, we view and we experience our role in another way. And I wonder, Chad, I know this is new and I might be putting you on the spot, but what is the difference between leadership and governance to you? Well, to me, governance is you're waiting for everything to come to you. Leadership's very different. Leadership is having a vision and going after that vision. Um, if, if I was just acting as, as somebody in governance here in McKinney ISD, I would just wait for the administration to do what they've always done. Well, the problem is doing what we've always done here has gotten us to a B rating. And so I, I can't do that. Um, I've always been, when I work with school districts across the nation, I've always been very active. I'm the guy that the superintendents and the school board say, hey, have you seen a cybersecurity curriculum out there that actually works? And my answer is no, but I'll go find one. And so now I've got a partnership with a company in San Antonio building a cybersecurity curriculum. And the guy who's authoring that was, uh, for five years, ran the Air Force's cybersecurity labs. 
So, you know, I, I, I tend to be much more active than just sitting on a board and saying yes and voting yes or no to whatever the administration brings. Yeah, I appreciate that. So that brings up another question then. There's a, um, the great need for a team of eight. What does that look like mm -hmm. then? Because the superintendent is one and then the team, most boards in Texas, seven elected officials, three-year term. I think you are actually on a four-year term. Because um, that correct, Ms. Yep. McKinney? Yes, so it's usually three-year term. Um, so board, team of eight, seven board members elected, one superintendent, <laughs> a lot of governance, a lot of leadership. A lot of, yeah. Balance that. Talk to me about that, that for a minute. Up. I'm, uh, you know, it was myself and Larry Jagor, Jaggers who was actually elected going against, uh, 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 who are running against already elected board members. And this is really, that hasn't happened a long time in McKinney. So, um, you know, first of all, to set priorities for myself and who I report to, I report to the people of McKinney that voted me into office. Um, I want to work with the entire board and I'm very interested in working with the entire board. Um, but I'm also there to be a voice. So being, um, one of the things that has really concerned me as a voter is that our board virtually votes the same direction every way and has been for the last 15, 20 years. Um, you know, having taken political science classes, that's called a captured agency when that happens. You know, there's no opposing, opposing points of view. There's no debates going on in, in, the, in the school board meetings. And so I, I really kind of, um, I, I don't really care for that a whole lot. I think we should be debating in, inside our, our, our school board meetings. Does that make sense? Did I answer that question? Oh, well, you got, you got elected. You don't have to answer to me, but no, I just, it's interesting to me. I study governance. And so I'm actually working on my doctorate at SMU. And this is one of my topics, okay. governance. So I'm just always interested about that and how different people can explain that or can they explain governance versus leadership? And so I appreciate that. Chad, Corinne, this, I guess this question is for both of y'all, you know, governance versus leadership. And Chad, just kind of piggybacking off the comment you just made about leadership. And so do you think that's a challenge for school districts in general that, that, I mean, is it, is that a more of a broader issue of taking a stand on certain issues versus just a group think with, uh, with other districts and that sort of thing? Yes, I think so. And I've been told that the training that I'm about to go through for school board is they actually tell you in the training um, that, you know, you need to all be voting all the same way. And I don't see how that's, I don't see how that shows a healthy, uh, a healthy discussion at all. Um, so yeah, I, I'm really concerned about school districts. And I know a lot of school districts. Uh, I have a friend over at Princeton ISD that's on the school board there. And that's what they were telling her there. No, you have to vote with us. You have to do this. No, well, that's not, you know, she was elected by her voters to take their concerns to the school board. And so <clears throat> I am really concerned about that. I'm concerned that, you know, our curriculum and the things that we do in school districts, if we get off track, who's going to be there to say, hey, you're off track. We need to come back to track. And if it's one lone voice, then that's what we need is one lone voice saying that, right? You know, at least bringing that out so that the community hears that, hey, there's an objection here. Maybe we need to look into this. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a great point, Chad, because 
especially with your experience on the digital side and the, you know, the, the coding, the, the robotics, that sort of thing. Um, and it just makes me think, and I don't know all the details, but it seems a little bit like um, this is across the board, not just school districts, but companies as well. When this, when the pandemic hit, the technology was already there, but it just hadn't been adopted. Um, and this trend, I have another uh, another podcast focused on digital transformation. This trend has been happening for three years, right, or, or greater. It's been it's been a a constant thing where there's been a transition to communicating digitally, and um, and some some organizations are early adopters and some aren't. Do you think this uh, group think versus leadership could have played an impact and, uh, and maybe not adopting those technologies, you know, a couple years ago when they first came out, or maybe, maybe just innovation in general within school districts evolving and, and looking for new ideas versus, um, as you mentioned earlier, doing kind of doing the same thing they've always done. Absolutely. I think, I think that, um, the group think really does impact the adoption of new, of new, um, uh, technology. Um, and plus you, you have issues like, you know, many years ago, we had LA Unified actually adopted um, iPads and, and a system. And for those of us who were working with LA Unified school system, we knew there was no chance at all that this system was going to actually work. Um, AT&T was involved in this and it was designed to take the whole district digital. And as soon as they launched it, the whole thing crashed. I mean, there are schools inside of LA Unified that really don't have access whatsoever to the internet. And so <clears throat> you really, that, that uh, superintendent was let, let go. And so what you have is other superintendents watching this saying, oh, I don't wanna be on the forefront. I don't wanna be on the forefront. And the boards are saying the same things. Um, and, <clears throat> you know, I think, I think that that, sh that case should not say we, we, we don't lead that case should say we lead cautiously. We make sure that we have all the things that we need to back up to make sure it's a successful implementation. And we start talking about what does that look like in year one, in year two, in year three. And so it's a per periodic growth of stepping out and, and involving technology in, in an incremental way. I'd love to piggyback on what we said, a couple of things that were said earlier. I think COVID exposed us, so many of us, you know, we didn't have the ability to handle on um, learning from home. We just, our small district didn't have that capability. And a lot of districts in Texas didn't. Uh, back to something you said about training. I'm very interested to the, the training that you're going to be attending, Chad, and would like to encourage you to come to my sessions at SLI. I actually lead sessions at Summer Leadership Institute. Um, and I lead one on governance versus leadership. I also lead one on women in leadership. And that makes me want to ask you a question about your personal business. Uh, women in leadership is near and dear to my heart. And I am constantly reminded of when young ladies start checking out and saying they're no longer good in math. So has your uh, five-star company, has, are, are there any initiatives or any ways you're specifically focusing on helping young women to, to get that? Um, and I guess specifically, I'll ask it in this way. I watched a podcast that talked about women when they're learning to code and they would get frustrated. And when the, when the teacher walked around the room, the women's screen, were, young girls' screens were blank and the boys' screen, and this is, I'm being pretty, I'm, I'm 
I'm generalizing here. Uh, the boy screens might have things on the screen, but the boys were like, something's wrong with this code. And the girls were saying, something's wrong with me. And then when the teacher hit back, backspace, backspace, they saw that really the girls had it mostly figured out, but then started internalizing. Do you see some of that? And can we talk about that for a minute? Yeah, sure. I mean, that's one of the main things that we try to address with school districts that we work with. And part of our training is, look, when you're in elementary school, you cannot have the girls and the boys on the same robotics teams. You just can't do it. Because just like what you described, while it's a generalization, it's pretty accurate. Um, you can stand there and watch. The boys will grab the robot first. They'll start trying to figure out how to put it together. They won't read the directions. You know, they'll get something together within 30 minutes. The girls are going to look at the robot for 30 minutes. They're going to read all the directions for 30 minutes, and then they're going to start putting it together. They already know what the end's going to be before they ever touch the robot. And it's just the way young ladies process things. And so part of what I feel like is, is one of our missions is really to make teachers aware of how they set up learning, that it's favorable to both sexes. It's favorable to both the males and the females. The guys are always going to be out there first, and they're always going to be the people to first be wrong, okay? <laughs> the young ladies don't want to be wrong. They want to get it right the first time, even if it takes them an hour to do it. So, and that's, that's okay. Um, you know, those are future, you know, uh, doctors, those are future, you know, engineers and programmers that we're going to have, we just have to let them be accepted into, into, and in, into um, our educational experience. So that's, that's, we train our coaches, you know, leave the girls alone, let them have fun. You're only a coach, you are not teaching them how to do it. Occasionally, if they ask you questions, then you can respond, but you do not build for them. Let them build themselves. And we actually find a lot of innovation. Um, so here's a great example of that. One young lady that is now at a University of Texas engineering program on full scholarship. In eighth grade, she run, won our five-star innovation cup. Um, and um, <clears throat> she rolled in a car an actual car vehicle rolled it in uh, at Fort Bliss. And so all the judges are, are the military leaders there at Joint Modernization Command are looking at it and saying, okay, what are you doing with this? And she reprogrammed the car. So if something moved in the back seat, the car horn would start honking and the windows would roll down. You know, it was, it was the first baby device and that was, I don't know, seven years ago. She actually created this and they didn't think that she had coded it herself. And so the leaders, the military leaders took her uh, to one of the rooms and started quizzing her about the code that she was writing in. And they came out and they go, man, she did everything in here. Well, that's the type of innovation we want out of our young ladies. Um, and I think, I think we, we as adults really need to see and look at the type of environments we're providing and seeing are they favorable to both sexes or just to one. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, there, a friend of mine says uh, we, don't, we can't expect student outcomes to change until adult behaviors change. And so that's very important that the adults in the room get it right, because we have 5.4, 5.5 million students in the state. So, yeah. So when you're elected to one district, you're really representing the entire state. You really are standing up for all kids. So thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, and it sounds like 
the students, it, it's kind of flexible on how the students learn, which is great. I, I think that's, that's, a, that's a very good approach because everybody learns differently and, and being flexible around that. Um, it's funny you mentioned coding and women in leadership. I'm actually going through a book right now. And one of the chapters mentioned, actually specifically mentioned coding and women in leadership. And one thing they did was just change the name of, of the class or change the name of the program. Because when that name was heard mentally, uh, the association was automatically made like this, this particular class, oh, that's for men. Um, so that they made that change. So they, they still developed the same skill set. They just, it was a simple, they just called it something different. So I, I found that, that pretty interesting. Um, well, so Chad, we're running short on time here. Um, any, any thoughts for uh, others in leadership? I know we talked a little bit about leadership versus governance. Before we close out, any, any um, tips, recommendations, thoughts for others in leadership? Uh, if, if you were to kind of uh, give a message to others in similar roles as you, um, I mean, any, any thoughts for those? Or maybe there's people running for school board. Um, just uh, any, anything that you'd like to share. Wow, um, we need more people involved in the school board. And one of the difficult things was for, you know, I, I ran in McKinney, it was my first run. And it was because I really got upset because we spent $120 million on a football stadium. Um, and it was not, I, I love football, but I don't see that that should have been a priority. And so that's why I run, I ran then, they couldn't even find other people to run for positions. Um, and I got to tell you, this this last year, I've been searching for other people to run in McKinney, and I I found two other people to run, and it but it was hard finding those people. We really need parents who are willing to stand up and question things to run for office. Um, you know, if you look at your the taxes that you pay on your property, the school districts for over fifty percent of the taxes that you pay on your property. Um, and, and we need some overwatch there. We don't need people that are just saying, oh, yes, administration, whatever you want. I want to support the administration, but I want to support the administration through really watching what we spend and what initiatives we're actually trying to grow. I like it. I, li I like the, uh, the ch I don't know if challenge is the right word, but you're kind of um, Doing things differently, being innovative, being a leader, and uh, and definitely those of y'all that want to make a difference in the community, and especially if you're complaining right now and you want to see things that are different, get out there, get involved, do what Chad's doing, run run for board, get on the board, and and make make the improvements that, that you think should be made. Uh, Corinne, before we close out, any, any thoughts? Yeah, I want to say thanks for running. I think um, I'm sure you probably beat somebody that I probably know, <laughs> and I know that's difficult. Um, this is this state is full of great leaders, but I think really there are there are people who lead and there are people who just talk. And so thanks for taking stepping up. And and I want to encourage you that team of eight uh, will be very important to you and and getting connected with other leaders in the state who are doing this work. And so I hope to see at one of my sessions. Um, you have I started to say before we started recording. I'm starting to see. The bullseye on your on your face. Um, school board work is difficult. It really is, and it's. Um, it, I just I encourage you to keep your um, keep the integrity. I, I'm sure that you stand by that's kept your business going personally to keep that same level of integrity. I have a motto that I say, and it's don't fight on Facebook. Um, don't let negativity and people pull you down. You're gonna need you're gonna need some 
some of that uh, wisdom as you go through because you are now under attack. <laughs> um, but public schools are under attack and our students need people like you. So I really do encourage you and thank you for running. And I love what you said about encouraging other people. We need people. We need more people. We need people to come to our meetings. We need people to read the board books before meetings and to really know what's happening. And so I really do wish you the best and hope to meet you in person soon. Thank you so much. I look forward to meeting you as well. Yeah, I think a, I think a common uh, a theme out there in the digital world is if you're if you don't at least have some haters on social media, you're probably not doing anything. So <laughs> I think I think that's a given. Well, before we close out, just want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Ideal Impact. Ideal Impact provides funding for school district. Doesn't involve taxpayers' dollars. It can be given in 30 days. Uh, over a billion dollars have already been given to churches and schools, over 700 churches, over 145 school districts. And so if you're interested in getting funding, uh, millions of dollars in funding, go to schooldistrictfunding.com and there will be, be a video message. I won't say who is on the video message. That'll be a surprise. So schooldistrictfunding.com and I'll have a link in the description as well. Thanks again for joining the Educational Leadership Podcast and stay tuned for the next one.